Hello, everybody, and welcome to Music Is Everything podcast with me, Matt Hornby, and my very good friend, Andrew Groves. Hello. We're back again for the second time in a little new thing where we focus specifically on an artist. Today's being the very excellent Mogwai. Yeah, boy. So, yeah, basically, long story short, Andrew and I, I wouldn't say are the most familiar with Mogwai. They are, of, they're a well-known band uh, in a post-rock style, I would mm. say. Um, Glaswegian, around since the mid-90s, mm-hmm. uh, with a ton of albums and EPs. Uh, they're on about their 10th album now. Um, but yeah, four-piece guitar band from the good, the good country Scotland. And good soil there. Good soil for great, great, great. <laughs> um, so yeah, Andrew, your experience with Mogwai. Where do, A- where does it begin? Absolutely zero. I have my as I was explaining to my wife. The only I, well, I tell you what. I actually, I mean, maybe it makes me. Uh, I'm going to use the word prick. Um, <laughs> I remember that electroharmonics. They, Mogwai, had a custom Big Muff pedal. Like it was like their version. And I, considering Electroharmonics doesn't really have any signature artists or anything like that. Oh, they didn't anyway. At the time where I was shopping for, um, you know, John Frusciante pedals. um, I remember seeing that and taking a mental snapshot and never really Mm. knowing what that was about and then actually i think i met them in romania as you do and we were sound checking and they we ended up having a conversation and they were very lovely but i didn't know who they were and we just ended up having a really nice chat and then have you know oh, have a great show, you know, just lots of pleasantries or whatever. And we, I think we were talking about pedals for a little bit. And then we went on our way, but we had quite a lot of organisation to do around this Romanian thing, so we had to kind of shoot and come back again. And that's my... I, I That's Mogwai. I, I, and I, I said to you what I said to you in, in, in text, I, the name I confused with Fugazi... <laughs> All the time. I thought I interchanged what they are in my head. I have, and same for Fugazi. I don't really know any Fugazi other than the bassist played with John Fashante at one point in Ataxia. Um, so yeah. And, and, and to, to preface this, I messaged you and was like, oh, you know, it'd be great to, to look at bands that we like don't know anything about. And I was like, as far as post rock goes, if, and I even had to look up if it was post rock because I was like, I know it's post something. And I'm a musician for a living. And um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's my stupid... I'm hyper-focused on what I like, but if I don't know, I really don't know. So I was like, I don't even know. I was like, is it post-progressive? What's the term? No, so fair, fair. It's, all of that, I have no worth- idea. I know nothing at all. So Matt, I fair think, enough. what is... Uh, do you... What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. Um, I think, well, the, the term post-rock, apparently they uh, re- 
like in about the early 2000s kind of rejected quite hard they were mm. like it's a stupid meaningless term okay uh and they've obviously been around 20 30 years um so a big back catalog mm. i kind of heard the name around um i've i frequent a festival in the uk called arctangent festival which uh the fine arcane roots have played many a time um but i've been going to that for i guess nearly 10 years probably wow. um and which is a, at least it, its origins are, I'd say, in the post-rock realm, which if you don't know what post-rock is, uh, kind of epic, ambient, uh, dynamic, uh, I always think orchestral uh, mm. music with guitars, you know, um, but very, uh, there's some kind of worship, uh, like church music vibes in there with uh, the big sp uh, spacious delays um, and big crescendos, that kind of thing. Um, long songs, typically instrumental. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've heard Mogwai's name around as like an influence and you get the impression you're like, oh, these, these sound a bit like one of the forefathers of the genre, you know, mm. very respected, very revered, uh, been doing it a long time before it was as broad, I guess. Mm. Um and maybe that uh, genre definition meant something different or didn't or meant less at that time. Mm. Now it's kind of, uh, I read somewhere that it did, it meant very, ex very experimental kind of playing right. with sound. And now it's kind of applied more to a, a specific sound mm -hmm. rather than an activity. Um, but yeah, so you hear Mogwai and people like Godspeed You Black Emperor, um, these bands that have been around forever. Mm -hmm. They're quite underground, but kind of at the front of a genre like a cult like they, they felt like that they had that kind of cult like status definitely definitely but yeah kind of like cult cult turned a bit mainstream um like a smaller version of skateboarding or something mm -hmm. um not that skateboarding was a cult but you know what i mean yeah, something yeah. a bit undiscovered at one time mm -hmm. uh, the, the thing about mogwai though is uh when i think post-rock i think instrumental mm -hmm. but mogwai have occasional vocals and mm. I will say occasional because it's not often um so yeah I'd kind of heard this name floating around for a lot of years um then my friend bought I think I mentioned this on the podcast my friend bought tickets for me and him to go and see them uh this year okay in, uh Brighton Dome um and so yeah nice kind of it's a, it's the right kind of venue for mm -hmm. a what I an orchestral type I, I shouldn't use that word because they're not guess They're not an orchestra. They're a four-piece rock band. It very varied in what I thought was, yeah, in what I thought was, I imagined a Marshall stack, no pedal board. And it, again, this is, this is, let it be known. This is all, this is, what is it? Stereotype. It's bullying. This is fascism. This is everything. <laughs> And it's, it's, should, the first, it's an honest first impression. Of, yeah, I, wrote, you know. I just wrote them off as, as and I, and I just, yeah, I just, I just imagined a big muff pedal, no pedal board, a delay pedal, octave guitar, as in literally, you know. Playing octaves. Playing yeah. octaves, you know, kind of thing, like. Maybe although I, the problem is, is I think what I wrote them off as is loads of bands I'd seen that mm -hmm. did that thing. And I was just like, oh, it's, that's cool. But it's like a one trick pony. I think those bands that you'd have seen 
knowing you, knowing where you might have seen them and knowing your age, were probably a like a generation behind. Would I yeah. be right in saying that? Yeah, or influenced. You know, so in, influenced by Mogwai, yeah, 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 rather than, you know, trendsetting cool kids. Um, so, yeah, I I was surprised because, okay, if you take a band like Sigur Ross, mm-hmm. who are kind of like... Uh, similarly placed way closer to see if someone said check out mogwai they're kind of like cigaros i'd be like what fine you know but they, but they yeah yeah definitely and it, that's the kind of place you put them i guess they have more of a uh, when i saw them they were i wasn't expecting how kind of incredibly loud they were okay. um, and apparently this is for what they're known is mm. being stupidly loud sure. um so it is kind of big valve amps on full and it's mm. yeah blistering. It's yeah, brilliant. Mm. Um so I get I, I get more of like a a, a punk a punk rock attitude. Okay. You know, it's it's definitely four guys. There's no uh yeah, it, it's a band in a room mm-hmm. uh vibe from the, the outset, which kind of seems to still live on, no matter that they still uh now they seem to have been in this enviable, enviable position of this kind of really highly respected, massive career doing soundtracks with Trent Reznor and stuff mm-hmm. like this, uh, which is, yeah, an amazing trajectory from a band from Glasgow. Sigur Rós are, you know, exotic. They're from, they're from Iceland. Yeah, it's, uh, a fu- it's a funny, uh, I didn't, again, I didn't know they were Glaswegian or Scottish, mm-hmm. I don't even think when I met them, I put it two and two together at the time. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking clearly. And it wasn't until I, so I started with, I think literally just Spotify's, you know, whatever most played, whatever the top tracks means. I don't think it's most played because sometimes you see the numbers all over the place. Um, Mm -hmm. But I started working through that and it was only until I think a few tracks in I heard like a and it, and to some degree, what was great is that the first few tracks weren't what I thought they were. As the track went on, I think I'm assuming I don't even know. I don't know what they look like. I don't know anything. I don't know how many. There's four of them. Yes, which is mad because there's a lot going on for four people. So I'd love to see. I don't know whether they have kind of you know studio extras or collaborators sure. that kind of thing. There was when I saw them. There was I think there was four on stage. Okay. Well, because then, yeah, then then I think they played something that I was like, oh, that's what I thought you were to some degree in that like spoken word um, or kind of like that very, I, 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 I think I appropriate it with an, an American sense of that kind of shoegaze, like kind of a, a Seattle-like, spoken word maybe or like singing very quietly and then go kind of thing like at some point in the song so I think that was in their DNA there at some stage I I don't know in what order the records go um Mm -hmm. but I think uh let me just the first track which is the top one take me somewhere nice which is from their album rock action that's a, a really, I think that's 97, really early album. Y- yes. And and that had like real Sigaros kind of notes to it. And even then pressing play on that, I was like, 
oh, this is not what I, and also the level of the production and the strings were beautiful. And like, I really didn't expect that. And and I was, mm-hmm. it, again, I, uh, truth be told, we were doing this and I, most time I get to listen to music is either in the car or if I'm going to paint. And usually at the most, I get the minimum of maybe two hours. Sorry, the maximum of two hours to myself. I can put headphones on and listen to something. So I was like, I hope this isn't something too involved. I want something that's going to speak to me nicely and be, you know, just kind of entertain me on my painting. I'm, I'm here to relax and drown out the world, not, not kind of, you know, be punished. And so like mm-hmm. having, listening to it on headphones, maybe again, we spoke about like experience, but being in a nice, comfortable, sitting here, like I paint here, sitting here, headphones on and just sort of pressing go on that experience. Completely not what I thought. Definitely less band. I, I'm so surprised there's so much band. I don't know. Like, there's so many elements that could be, that, that feel so... Is it like guitar, bass, drums, keys, or like? Uh, is it two guitarists, bass? Let me check that. Two guitarists, bass, and drums. Um, because it's so expansive. And I, I need to also. I need to just note that the rock action is actually from two thousand and one. I was just oh, looking okay. that up then, just before anyone hates me. Um. So yeah, they are band members: guitar, bass, drums, yeah, and guitar and a bit of keyboards, bass, synth, flute, and vocals. So okay. yeah. A multitasker in there, but yeah. I know the main uh, and the there seems to be a bit of a switch uh, between guitar and bass between a couple of the members. Oh, okay, um, oh, one the of guy stage fans. the guy stage left. He's the one with the big stack, and he sings right uh, for the for some of the key mm-hmm. vocal lines, which I think is Stuart Braithwaite, the mm. front man, if you like. And like the level, and again, as you mentioned, the singing, the in, it to take my next kind of uh, sort of um, pre, what's the word? Prerequisite, pre like notions of what I thought Mm -hmm. they were. I think when the singing came in, I think I, uh, being that the first thing I was listening to was like a jumble of records and it's just like when I most played or whatever. Yeah. Went from like kind of super treated almost like flanger like vocals to like sort of spoken word or like very, very quiet to like, you know, singing, uh, regular singing. And again, not to, you know, cast aspersions, I think is the word I was looking for on instrumental bands, but singing really does take something to the moon. Even the notion of singing kind of just takes something amazing and just, kicks the ceiling out and I think instrumental music sort of there is a somewhat of a ceiling to it uh, 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 without a, a vocal melody or at least something there that's going to kind of do that so again that was like cool like you know like big chunks of instrumentation and you know getting involved and then a voice comes in and it just picks you up and takes you somewhere else so like that was really Definitely. cool and the song being arranged that way I think also makes for a more like concise and and more impactful melody structure, I think within the songs that they, mm-hmm. they, they, mm-hmm. they were treated as if there was vocal there as well as there being a vocal there, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so bef- before I went to see them, uh, I'd only, I'd heard bits and I, I got a, I had an impression uh, that was, I think, fairly accurate, at least for the more, for the, for the later stuff that's a bit more, I guess, typically post-rock rather than, I don't know, is it almost, is it po- post-punk um, or, you know, r- raw or earlier stuff? Mm-hmm. Um but when I saw them live, I wasn't expecting vocals and uh, they came in and I was, oh, right. <laughs> did not know. I did not know. So it's, it's quite a, as well as being one of the, obviously, the older bands in their genre, uh, it was quite a nice diff- point of difference, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like not just another post-rock band. It's like, okay, this is not only, a, you know, they're part of developing the sound, they do something that most of the other bands in the kind of genre don't. So I quite, yeah, quite enjoyed that. What, um, what were your, what, before you went to the show, ha, what did you know of them before that? Well, I, I've actually got a couple of records by them. Um, I've, I'm, I've got them right here for you on video. I, uh, there's a nice. documentary called Before, Before the Flood, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Barack Obama's in it. And it's about climate change. Um, it's from 2016. It's, I really enjoyed it actually. It really in, really inspiring. Um, and I was like, as with a lot of these documentaries or docu-films, um, great soundtrack. And obviously you look it up, but it's, it's not, it's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, mm. who are famous for their soundtrack work. Gustavo Santeolala, who I don't know who that is, and Mogwai. Nice. Um, so quite a list. Um, Definitely an influence so you- as, the, as they went on, I feel as well. I would describe in their more of, recent stuff having a sense of more closer to Nine Inch Nails and and Trent Reznor right. as well. As the, the the I didn't I listened to records in weird orders, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but as my impression of the latest stuff it is more soundtrack orientated uh, in its tonal palette and definitely an, a, a, a Trent Reznor influence. I, I'd be it's really excited to know how, if how that came it, about, how and and just like did, how much did they collaborate and in what in what way? I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, to yeah. I was going to just see if they were. I wasn't sure whether it was kind of a track by track difference or whether it was uh, collaborations on them all. So I'll have to check that out. Um, I also have zero zero zero, which is a TV show um, based on a book, um, and Mogwai did the soundtrack for that, okay. um, which I haven't really listened to to be honest. Um, but again, it was a record store day thing where I thought you, you get an impression of, uh, the, just the name Mogwai. Sure. Uh, you're like, there's a, I feel like they're good no sure. matter what they are, you yeah, know, yeah. just from the little bits you hear of friends and, uh, whoever else. Um, so are you, have you, do you like what you hear? Where, where are you at in your journey? Well, I've been holding back the flood. Are you ready for it? So I was Go listening on. to whatever the top whatever it was. And I think it's like five on Spotify, right? Top five. Sure. I don't know why they're up there. Something. They're, they, they're not the most played because the order's weird and whatever. Yeah, I always find that. And so I put it on, put my headphones on. And like I say, first track I heard, I can tell you what I heard. Um, if they haven't changed. Take Me Somewhere Nice. Again, kind of big Cigarros vibes. And then as far as I can see here, basically a different track from each album. So Kids Will Be Skeletons, um, Richie Sacramento, Auto Rock and Hungry Face. 
Um, Hungry Face, as far as I'm aware, is from another soundtrack, which again, I had no idea they're involved in soundtrack work. And like, mm-hmm. even now, I didn't realize literally going through the discography, I was like, oh, they've done loads. So I reckon I've definitely sure. been interfaced with it. And also that's way more exciting. I didn't even know, I haven't even delved into that yet. Um, oh, but yeah, we, it's kind of a uh, a place and a band that I think you would now start to appreciate. It, and and like it's interesting. fine wine. Yeah. It's, it's, it, what's really nice is watching uh, some kind of visual media and mm. going, great soundtrack, and then checking out that way. But recently, I'll now go, oh, these guys do soundtracks, and I'll work my way nice. through. If, if they, if they my, like with Mogwai, I, I literally wrote down earlier, I should watch this show because mm. Mogwai did the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And they're almost like a, a gatekeeper of quality. So if, if they've decided that this is good enough to put their name to, mm-hmm then I want to watch it. Sure. And uh, it's a really, it's a, it's quite a new way of discovering stuff to watch uh, for me. And I got, yeah, I really enjoy it. Well, I, I had, yeah. So these first five tracks are all from different records. And I think Richie Sacramento, that that's from, uh, I don't think it's the most recent, but one of the most, one of the more recent uh, records. Um, and that's like a song like a song song with, with actual vocals. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it's got a kind of Pixies almost like vibe to it. And I was like, okay, like this first one's kind of like Cigarettes and then, and then this other one's uh, like, a, like a little more what I expected. And then now we're kind of in this direction. And then I think I kind of started to, uh, the last, I think, uh, not 100% sure, but I think Auto Rock and Hungry Face a little more sprawled out. And so I started to kind of really get into my zone. I was just getting on with what I was doing. And then this song came on and I think for, for, for me that there's like a, like a, like a, like a vein of harmonic sort of melodic, I don't know, like a, a melodic signature or like there's like a vein of, of, of within the kind of, there's like a tonal vein that Mm -hmm. when I hear something in a particular way, sorry, when, when, when I come across something, it like, no matter how quiet or big or loud or anything it is, it seems to like, like, you know, if you ever hit your funny bone and it's like a special, (laughs) it's like the equivalent in my essence, like it just like vibe, like, the second it came on, I didn't even know what was going to happen, but I was just hyper aware of it. Like I was just doing something and I was just like, uh, it's like this just really simple chord. And then it shifts at the beginning on the guitar. And I was just like, whoa, like that's, I'm interested in that. Like that's, oh, that's, so that's just, what I'm interested in. I was waiting interested. for the, I was waiting for the, is it good or bad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested in that. And then, yeah. and then, then the drums came in. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exactly the kind of drums I'm interested in. That's why I'm, I'm really excited by the drums at the moment. People have been listening to the podcast. That's really good. And then this chorus came in and the bass came in. And I, it might be one of my new favorite songs ever. I, I genuinely, nice. like I mentioned with that Meshuggah song, I listened to it on repeat. 
50 zillion times so <laughs> loud in this room and I just danced and in like it was I got Sophia and was like do you know who Mogwai are like have you listened like listen to this did you know this was like I played it to my son in the car a million times he likes it did this um, that's a good sign that's a good sign and the, and the polite hand he'll just do a little polite tap that means he's got seal of approval honestly like it just every decision I felt like I was on board with, like I was on the train and I don't know, like imagine you got on a train and then people were like, here's this seat where no one else is and you can sit there by yourself and no one will come and disturb you. Oh, for me. Oh, brilliant. I love that decision. (laughs) And you sit down and they're like, Hey, guess what? We're not going to make this uh, carriage too hot either. We're going to keep it really nice and cool. Or uh, too cold. For you people who, uh, you know, run a little hot. For me, oh, mate, this is, I'm having a brilliant day. And then they're just like, look under your seat. Not my favourite drink. Yeah, yeah, we've got it there. It's nice and cold sitting there waiting for you. Um, Did you, is there a film you really wanted to watch and you haven't watched yet? (laughs) Check the TV. Do you know what I mean? And it just felt like every single decision as it was well, coming I mean, along a tv a tv on a train i mean that's <laughs> even before you put a film on yeah i don't know what it's fictional bo- <laughs> um, is it one of those air trains uh but i was just every decision as it went just exciting me so much so the song is hunted by a freak is by it's the first track on the album uh, happy songs for happy people i think it's called um nice and yeah happy songs for happy people um, do you know two, what year that is? 2003. Okay, so rather um, old. Apparently the song on that record that, I mean, it's got like 16 million plays compared to the others, uh, which is Kids Will Be Skeletons. Mm-hmm. But honestly, for me, Hunted by a Freak and uh, I Know I Am, But What Am I? I Know You Are, But What Am I? Um, actually, and Killing All the Flies. That whole album, I ended up listening to the whole album a ton of times. But I literally listened to that song. I at least contributed about 100,000 to the 4,473,918 plays. Keeping paying the bills at Mogwai HQ. Exactly. Welcome. So let I'm sold on this format. I would never have known that. All those prejudices that I had against them. And now I found one of easily my favorite songs ever. Honestly, put it on, put it on so loud get that bass tuned it's a big vibe and there's like a lovely kind of yeah it's like a flanger on the vocal amazing and also like it takes it to almost like a like a Jean-Michel Jarre oxygen air kind of like I feel like and I don't know why I compare them to Limmy but that's because they're from probably from Glasgow but like there was a sense in, in Scotland of like, like the eighties landed really well there and like electronica worked, like had a, was a big scene there. And I feel like that sensibility kind of like seeped into that. Cause there, that does feel like there's that kind of air, like, and, and their music does drift into that kind of like air. And um, I'm trying to think who the other artists that did a lot of like phone commercials at the time, but it, it was like, mm-hmm like kind of electronica and there's like a melody like more, more Chiba zero seven more Chiba of... yeah all those kinds of bands yeah, yeah. It, there was definitely I was definitely feeling that kind of vibe but um but yeah Hunted by Freak uh, okay amazing. so I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that as your main recommendation please um 
to add mine to that list. Yeah. So what? Where are you at? Where? What? What? Where did you start? Well, where? What? Where I'm at is obviously I went to see them, and then I, uh, my mate is a massive fan that I was with, and so uh, I was like, what's, "What's that song called?" Mm. Write it down. What's that? And then you realise you can go on the internet, find a set list, and then sure, sure. <laughs> oh, it's about halfway through. Um, but there's a song called Drive the Nail, um, which is ah, actually off. Yes. Their 2021, yep. which is their latest uh, album. Oh, is it? Not a soundtrack. Okay, I didn't want to sell that. Yeah, okay, great. I listened to that yeah. album. I really like that album. It's really good. I, I absolutely love the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, but Drive the Nail it does a thing that I really enjoy in songs where it will uh, give you a little bit of this melody idea. Mm-hmm early on yeah. and then just keep ramping up, ramping it up. Mm. And it's, it's just great. Yeah. And when I heard it live, I was like, that's really cool. Because uh, obviously when you see them live, no matter what era the song's from, they all sound kind of blend. similar because, yeah, because it's of a, of a day. Um, so that'd be my recommendation. I really, really enjoy that. And, and it's, 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 I guess for me, it, it sums up quite well what I think of that when I think of their sound. I mm. wouldn't say it. it's it's so it's quite a nice way to start. Um it's it is post rocky. <laughs> uh yeah. I think there's opinion. more there though. There's a lot of like orchestral elements. I think there's a lot mm. of pop elements. Like I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of indie elements almost. Well the the indie thing, particularly of of the new the older stuff is kind of where I was getting at. It's like a, this indie it did, I don't want to say Britpop because I did read when mm. I was doing a bit of preparation for this, I did read that they made a t-shirt uh, that said blur a shit. And <laughs> I don't think they're quite connected with the uh, uh, the Britpop movement. Mm. But there is a, a, what I'd probably def- define as a 90s sound sure. to a lot of the earlier yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's, there's the, and I, as soon as I think 90s, I think Britpop. But yes, it's more of a 90s guitar production style Um in a lot of their earlier stuff. Um, but there's definitely, like you say, there's definitely like a, a real mix of genre. Mm. Um, and when, yeah, you mentioned, uh, did you mention Smashing Pumpkins earlier? No, Was but they it? definitely would, I think, fit into that as well. Yeah, but you know, those big uh, 90s bands. Um, but yeah, so I will check out the album you've recommended, mm. As The Love Continues, actually, which is a 21, 20, 2021 album. Fun fact was... Uh, a UK number one on the on the album charts. Wow. I think they're first. They're first, and it's about twenty five years in. Um, wow! So mental. Um, it sounds like strength to strength. Like I, I wasn't aware of their recent output at all. I really thought this would. I would be listening to some albums, and then they would either have called it a day or just kind of not. So it's amazing to see them, you know, really prospering almost, and 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 really taking off in that sense. Um, and yeah, and yeah, yeah it's like, nice. I think it's. Go, Go on, sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I listened to that one album because I heard that that track. And then I was like, oh, okay, what is the most recent album? I thought, and so I'm glad I was right then. So yeah, As The Love Continues, I listened to that album and, and that felt like a strengthening of all the things that I had heard along the way that I mm. really liked. I really felt like it was some of their best work as well and in, in, in bringing all those styles together. So it's really nice, you know, to, to come into something and not feel like you've missed out on the best stuff or, or 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 be like oh no they're not really and they all fell out and they hate each other like it's so cool that they're they're still you know playing and and the fact that they're now doing like soundtracking stuff like that as well it, it just doubles my interest so that's that's 
That's awesome to hear, definitely. Um, I think I listened to Rock Action. Um, yes. As well. Uh, and again, it felt a lot more, like a lot closer to what I anticipated with the kind of shoegaze kind of, a lot of that kind of element on there. But then also like, it feels like the piano and, and some of the kind of certainly more like cinematic elements were kind of in there from, I don't know what their earliest, earliest material is like, but from more or less uh -huh. feels like from day one, there was. That well, well, rock action apparently is the turning point. So I read that, um, uh, they, they kind of got a bit more influenced by more electronic stuff. Right. So, um, that might be where that was 2001, as we said, um, but yeah, what, so what do you like? I, what were your takeaways? Well, I mean, definitely I have a huge attraction to their melodic sensibility. I really can fall out of love with something if I, I'm not excited by the, the kind of harmonic content. Like I, I it, it, it's, it, like I feel like it's more of a judge, not a judgment of the person, but like I feel like the choices that you make as a songwriter just say so much. And I think to some degree, your choices are kind of not limited, but they're within a bubble, let's say. Mm. And so I think if I'm not going to love a band, sometimes I find that their bubble isn't necessarily compatible with what excites me in my bubble, if that may. And that could just be how I'm feeling and maybe my taste changes and whatever. But certainly that song, uh, Hunted by a Freak from Happy Songs for Happy People, hearing that, I was just like, I'm, this is everything that I'm about and excited about. And it's, and the groove and the, 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 I, 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 I like the, I, you know, I like that, that, that it's not straight all the time as well. Like I like that it's, there's, um, like they're really, they are really, uh, clever about the, uh, instrumentation. Like it's not always just kind of, again, that's kind of the impression I had was that it was just, like I say, a Marshall stack and a Les Paul and a delay pedal. And <laughs> but the fact that they treat it with a, uh, they, it, from the outset as well, they seem to kind of almost as if they learnt classical music first and then transitioned to rock. It, their, 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 their sensibility and the choices they seem to make seems to be a lot more informed by that than they do their guitars. And so it's almost surprising to me that they would be still a band to some degree on the stage because it just feels mm -hmm. so expansive and so... Well, that's what, yeah, when you, when you think Sigur Ross, you think like, oh, maybe there'll be a string section and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. What, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is. But, but that's kind of... I, I really, I was surprised at that, uh, but also had a lot of respect for that. Mm. Um, it's, it's, and also I had to mention this, the, the, the sense of humor, which I think is a, uh, <laughs> sure. uh always a pleasant, uh, Scottish thing. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the song titles are amazing. Mm. Um, just, just generally like across the board. Moses, I amped. What? <laughs> Golden Porsche. It's just a, a boring machines to serve sleep. Stop coming to my house. I just, I just like it. It's mm. just very, very dry. Mm. Uh, and I also noticed that their website um, has a .dot Scott domain <laughs> name, which Amazing. I was like, 
Okay, put that there. Sold. Sure. Sold. Sure. Well, if I if I wasn't, I now am. Sure. It's um, yeah, it's brilliant. And um, yeah. So oh, it's just a bonus. So as far as like your kind of experience, was this like oh, kind of going over old ground, or was this kind of were you kind of like oh, okay, I didn't know this as well as I thought, or where, what were your takeaway? What was your kind of you know, feelings um, going into it? No, it's a a a discovery of a humbling discovery. I'd say, like uh, my, like you were saying earlier, my experience of post rock is for twenty tens bands, mm. um, kind of like sixty five days of static. This will destroy you, mono, mm. that kind of thing. Although I looked all of those up, and they all started in between 99 and 2004. So actually uh, the ones I think of like new kids on the block mm. are still quite old or been around a while. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think when I went to the gig that there's a lot of um, guys older than me. I'm a bit young to have been into Mogwai at that time. Mm. Uh, never mind genre, I just mean time-wise. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's a recent education i think it's it's made me look deeper at the music i already knew that i thought would be similar uh and then realizing that there is more breadth and depth in in some of the bands that have been doing it a long time Mm -hmm. um which is i guess testament to why they do great work with great people um so yeah it's it's i I don't know You, you go to more gigs and listen to more stuff. Like the, uh, it, it's always, you always take something away and it always opens a little door. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah. As well, bands you don't know that well that have these kind of amazing careers doing cool stuff that you might not know about in the background and have been around for 30 years. There's always going to be a reason why, you know, you might just exactly. be missing a trick. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like a a huge respect it might not all be for me i've still got quite a lot to delve into because there's it's quite a vast catalogue of music yeah yeah um but i now understand why they're popular why people like them and why they're where they are Mm. yeah again it's like you say it's almost like a study of my own prejudices and like you write bands off because you're like oh i think they're like this or sometimes it's an image that i'm like oh no like that doesn't seem like something I would like. And it goes to show that that's all just bullshit. Like I, I really should. And that's the point of this, right? That's why we, we, we wanted to take the, the recommendation element from the Discord and, and make it into this element that we can push forward. And hopefully other people, you know, will have the same, <laughs> hopefully other people have the same prejudices as us and maybe take the, <laughs> take the, um, take the leap. Um, but yeah, what, what a, well, I'm so happy with the result. I'm so excited to keep listening. They've, you know, from someone I had literally zero knowledge of, you know, up to maybe one of my favorite artists, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, I still think there's so much more I've not listened to that could excite me even more. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, re- s- s- a lot of work to, 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 to delve into. <laughs> Yeah, um, sure, sure. Are, are we kind of going, are we recommending As the Love Continues and Happy Songs for Happy People as a, a kind of the two records maybe? Yeah, I think it's a good, way, a good place to start. But I think, um, I mean, we did 
John Frusciante last week, which mm. was much more about uh, presenting you with what we know. Mm. Uh, this is what have we missed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, because we don't, we, we yeah, we we know relatively little. Um, so yeah, what have we missed? Chucking. Um, We'll stick a playlist together, Absolutely. stick in some of your favourites. People know way more than we do. I'm exactly. Yeah. Teach us. Teach us. What have we missed? What, who collaborated that, you know, that we didn't realise? I think that's, again, that's what we wanted to capitalise on really was this idea mm. of of that we could have missed their greatest album or whatever but or, this or is, your or your favourite song that you just haven't heard yet well exactly and and, and we, we we haven't you could say we had I, I was actually fairly unique that I had time to listen to like four albums uh, you know repeatedly as well um, so so yeah so it, it, please please send us anything um, you have or recommend us put your recommendations in the playlist and um, and yeah and recommend us who we should listen to next um, like I say, I, I'm excited. Like I say, I, at least Matt, you had some knowledge, but it'd be great to have, to have an artist that neither one of us, you know, have yeah. any. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's some artists out there, but as in, you know, maybe a reasonably well-known artist that we maybe are unfamiliar with. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we could take on some artists that we don't really like. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think if it's it's likely that if you're not sure if you like them you probably actually not listen to that much. So maybe that's more of a reason to do it. Sure. I, don't, I don't know. Exactly. Or you listen in the wrong places. Exactly. Um, nice one. Well, yeah, that was our kind of experience of Mogwai. Mm. So we will see you next week. Thank you so much to the Patreons for their Thank support you. as always. If you want to chat some stuff about music and such like, head over to our Discord and yeah, he as is. I say, we'll <laughs> say again. He is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.